Recording from Studio 262 in the AOB, you're tuned in to What the Howl, an inside look at UWG Athletics straight from the source. Now here are your hosts, Matt Cook and Jared Boggess. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome into What the Howl, episode 38.5. I'm Jared Boggess, joined by my co-host. Matt Cook, your assistant athletic director for Awesome, and uh, and uh, we're excited. This is big time. Yeah. This and is a big time reason to have a show. Yeah, we are joined by our head men's basketball coach Dave Moore here to talk about a schedule because, ladies and gentlemen, we do have a basketball schedule now released. Coach, welcome onto the show. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. Glad to be here. Glad to have a schedule finally, and we're excited about it. Coach, before we get into the schedule, though, uh, practice has started. We're underway, and I know there's been a whole lot of challenges. You don't have to get into all of those, but uh, what have you seen so far? What have you learned so far from this team? Well, we, we had a we had a great month of September. We had a great month of October. Um, you know, November hit, and we, we're dealing with some challenges uh, with COVID. But um, the guys we've had a chance to work with are working hard. Uh, I think we got a balanced group. Uh, you know, it's it's a group that um, you know we tried to upgrade in the off season, try to add some complementary pieces to what we had coming back. We've got eight guys coming back to the roster, which we're excited about. For you know, for the first time. Um, since I've been here, here in year three, you know, so it's, uh, it's exciting to have eight veteran guys back, guys that have played in the Gulf South, guys that know what the competition level's all about, and th- those guys are going to be our foundation, and, um, you know, we're just working every day with the guys that we can work with up to this point to, to try to get ready as best we can. Um, you know, hopefully we can get the majority of the group back after Thanksgiving. Well, uh, and and so for those who are not aware, it's been a long road to a schedule. There's been a lot of different versions and a lot of different things, a lot of meetings and, and uh, discussions behind the scenes in trying to get this schedule released. Yeah. Um, how relieved are you to be able to actually say, okay, this is my schedule and this is how we're moving forward? Well, I'm relieved for the guys. You know, I think it's important for the guys to have something to – to look forward to, you know, instead of just endless practice and endless workouts with without a target ahead of them, you know. And this the schedule coming out now um, gives them a target, you know. We, we've got um, Montevallo on December 9th, and, and that's what we're getting ready for, you know. So I think that's a positive for them. Uh, it's a positive for me too, you know, where we can um, really start breaking down what we have to get in before the ninth, and um, you know, it's a unique schedule. Um, it's been a unique year. <laughs> you know, so we just get, you know, it's going to be a year of adjustments still. We, we've made a bunch of adjustments. You, you mentioned the meetings. I can't tell you how many meetings I've been in about scheduling and um, protocol and, and all that stuff. But um, we're excited to take the next step forward. So the structure of the schedule is uh, is that there's going to be a mirrored schedule. So yeah. whenever you uh, – for to put it in, in as layman term as I could possibly can um, – if you are playing Valdosta here, yeah. then Scott Groniger is going to be playing Valdosta there, right. down down in Valdosta. I, I think that's probably the most simple way we can describe it. Yeah, when we're at home, the women are on the road, and vice versa. You know, it's it's a it's a safety thing. You know, where you don't have two teams traveling to the same place, hotel rooms, all that. So the structure of the schedule, especially with the Friday Saturday games, it was designed to. Um, Give us the best chance to test the way we can test. Testing is expensive. Um, You know, if you're playing a a Friday-Saturday game, we've got to test before we compete. Um, You're only playing one team on the weekend, so there's not multiple teams involved with that testing protocol. So that was kind of the idea behind those back-to-back games 
against the same opponent to uh, to limit exposure to have one game at a facility a night instead of two games where you got to sanitize the everything in between games right, right, right. you know those were the challenges that were talked about and this was kind of the best alternative that that the league came up with coach we were talking about it before we started recording some of the pros to the schedule um you know with, with the standalone games no double headers talk about what you were saying earlier with the uh, 90 minutes of shooting time rather than 30 yeah it's you know when you only have one game a night the floor is available to the, the home team and the visiting team 90 minutes before the game so that gives our guys 30 to 40 minutes of you know shoot around time getting shots up shooting free throws um game speed jump shots you know to get themselves ready to go you know and then we'll meet as a team for 20, 25 minutes, and then they come, come back out on the floor and warm up. You know, with a double header night, we wouldn't have that opportunity. We would just have to come back on the floor and warm up with, for 20 minutes or 25 minutes or whatever they gave us to warm up, you know. So um, I spent 12 years in Division One uh, as an assistant coach, and, and this is that type of schedule, you know, where you can get to the gym two hours, 90 minutes before, and really spend some time getting ready as, as a player. Um, you know, and that's I think that's going to be really valuable for our guys. That that'll definitely be a change uh, for for our team. Um, so the w- the way it's structured is there's going to be there's a couple of weeks where we have a midweek game like yep. a Tuesday game, and that, a, a lot of those are early in the season. Um, we do have one kind of mid season, and then we'll be playing Friday and Saturday. And those Friday Saturday games um, are going to be against the same opponent. So right. you're going to have um, like we we talked about the Valdosta situation earlier. It would be Valdosta on Friday and Saturday. Yeah. Not just on not just on Friday, so yeah. and uh, and that's to also limit the um the I think it was that within 24 hours we could we could play, and uh, and still be able to to be under the same test previously. Yes, yeah. The the idea is just to have one test a week when you have those two games on the weekend versus the same opponent. That was kind of the idea behind that, and um, you know, and again, it, it limits travel. You know, instead of the Thursday setup, Thursday Saturday setup, which would norm be a normal Golf South schedule. You know, you're at Valdosta on a Thursday, and then you got to travel to West Florida on a Sat for for the Saturday game. You know, we're taking that away. Um, as a coach, I like it because it, it just gives me one prep. You know, it's kind of like being a football coach or being a, a baseball coach, uh, where you're playing the same team on the weekend or baseball. You're playing a you know a doubleheader or three-game series against the same team. So right. uh, just having one prep for most of the weeks um, will be nice as a coach. Now, first home game you, you mentioned against Montevallo uh, on December 9th, and yeah. then uh, and then we'll be back home on that Saturday against Valdosta. Yeah. Um, and, and so those are solo games. We won't do a Friday, Saturday in that first week. Right. Then we go on the road to AUM. So that, that's your that's your kind of first week yeah. um, uh, overall. And that's the, the only three games before, before we go to a holiday break. Right. Um, some of the other teams are, are still playing uh, up until the 20th, I believe. Yeah, they are, which um, is an advantage. Yeah, so it, ge- it gives us a little bit a little bit extra time there um talk about those first three games and and your thoughts moving into those yeah it's you know it's it's I'm a big NFL football fan and and, you know when you take the preseason away from the NFL the exhibition games and and all that stuff um you know these games become kind of your scrimmage exhibition games now they count wins and losses count (laughs) you know so they're they're a little bit um you know they're more important than that but you know, you're not going to have an idea. You really don't have an idea as a coach what kind of team you got until you start playing somebody else. 
Right. Um, you know, we can have great practices against each other, but until you start playing other competition, you really don't know truly about your group. So uh, this is a great opportunity to have three games before the Christmas holiday that we can that we can play, that we can compete against really good programs, really good coaches, um, and have a chance to figure it out. You know, what are we doing well? What do we need to do better? Um, having the Christmas holiday to kind of figure all that out. And then you know start fresh the end of end of December going into the beginning of January with the the, the nuts and bolts of the schedule in January and February and um, you know those games I don't want to call them scrimmage games but those are really great evaluation games feeler you getting your feet under you feeling for what you got yeah, yeah you got to have a feel for what you have what what the new guys can do what they do well what they don't do well what we can do well as a team what we're gonna hang our hat on for the rest of the year. You know that type of stuff. So it's those three games in December really, really important. They're they're important for the the standings, but they're more important to get a feel for to build our identity as a team. One thing we didn't talk about is uh, the kind of the division aspect yeah. of the schedule. Yeah. Um, so kind of keeping our our road trip short. So yeah. uh, no trips to Tennessee. No, well, other than Lee, no trips to Mississippi. Yeah. Uh, well, we miss West Alabama. Yeah. Um, so and Huntsville, right? We don't go to Huntsville, and they don't come to us. So, talk about that and the challenges, and maybe some pros from that. Yeah, well, you know, seven game or seven teams in the east side, uh, six teams on the west side, um, and the idea behind that as a league is just to shorten up the travel. You know, not have those long multi day trips out to Mississippi, out to West Tennessee. Um, you know, we don't we don't get to play anybody on that west side, which which will be different. Um, for me, but that was the idea as a league to, to keep the travel short, to limit the nights in the hotels, you know, so we're going from 10 nights in the hotel in a normal season to four nights in a hotel, um, you know, over this 20 game schedule. So th- they accomplished what they wanted to accomplish with that and, and just trying to keep the kids safe and, um, you know, keep the travel costs down and because we're, we're spending extra money with testing and all of that had to be evaluated and, and that was, that was the best way they came up with to, to actually execute a season. And, and, you know, meeting with the coaches, the presidents, the ADs, that was the number one thing. Let's have a season. Let's put together a meaningful season for these guys who a lot of guys like you know, the kids at Huntsville, the kids at Valdosta State, the kids at Lee, they got their season cut short last year. You know, right. Those were NCAA yeah. tournament teams mm-hmm. that didn't get to play any NCAA tournament. Yeah, Huntsville got pulled off the off of the court uh, in practice, yep. um, yeah. off of the practice court. That's I, yeah, imagine I can't that. imagine. Imagine that. that. You know, you you make mm. the NCAA tournament. Uh, you know, it's a dream come true for your guys. It's a dream come true for your coaches, and you know, it's it's yanked away from you. You know, and then you know, it is what it is. You know, COVID nineteen hit, and it, it affected everybody at every level the same way. But um, you know, so that was our that was our focus as coaches in the league is to create a mini, meaningful season for these guys. Right now, year three is—it's definitely uh, for for uh, Dave Moore here in in at the University of West Georgia. I know it's the one we're not going to forget, yeah. pretty much ever. I think I see a lot of memes about people saying they don't ever want to remember 2020 sure. again. Uh, but um, before we wrap this up, uh, just announced a new signee uh, to your program, um, Michael Griffin. Talk yeah. talk about uh, w- about what he's going to bring, and and there's a connection there, correct? To yeah, absolutely. A historical connection. Yeah, r- really excited about Michael. He's a Jacksonville. Florida native. Um, I coached his brother Ladarian for four years, at, uh, or actually for three years before I left to come here um, at St. Bonaventure. And Ladarian was a long 6'6", 6'7", combo forward that, that 
barely played as a freshman and sophomore then ended up being a critical piece to our NCAA tournament team in 2018 uh, was the Atlantic 10 most improved player in 18 um, and really came a long way and is now in his second year overseas playing professionally mm-hmm. um, Michael is not that six 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 seven forward but he's a, he's a six three and a half six four really long um, combo guard and can shoot it can go off the bounce is a division one level athlete with division one level length Um, and you know COVID's affected Michael as well his career you know graduated from high school two years ago went to prep school um, last year and then obviously in March when COVID hit his season the rest of his season got canceled limited his ability to get evaluated um, and you know, his mom works at uh, North Florida, and he's taking classes part-time this year at North Florida, uh, waiting for the right opportunity. Right. Um, so when they called me, you know, interested to, to kind of see what we had, to see we, if we would be interested, sending me tape. The dad sent me tape, and um, I talked to Ladarian about Michael, and, um, you know, we got him on campus, and I was we worked him out, and he played open gym with our guys on an official visit, and I was really excited about what he can be. Nice. You know, and that's the that's the exciting piece. And that's what Ladarian became. You know, he, he came to Bonaventure as a good player and then developed into a pro, you know. And um, we're hoping for the same type of ceiling and the same type of potential with Michael. He, he's a guy that's got to put on some strength, put on some weight, um, get used to the, the competition level. Um, but I think he's going to take to that stuff really quickly. He's got a great work ethic. He's a very good student. He's exactly what we're looking for here at West Georgia. Guys that, that, that can do it in the classroom, guys that are going to compete on the court, guys that are gym rat guys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the hope is in a couple of years, people are looking around and they're looking at Michael saying, whoa, how'd you get that guy? Yeah, you know, yeah. because he's got upside potential and a guy that can become, you know, a Division One level player for sure. So, Coach, a lot to look forward to. Um, glad to have a schedule to finally talk about. Thanks for coming on to talk with us here on What the How, and we're looking forward to December 9th. Absolutely. Me too. It's, it's, I'm excited about the group, uh, see if we can take the next step as a team, as a program, and uh, I know the guys are going to play hard and, and represent the school the way we hope they will. Well, the biggest gift that anyone can give is of your resources and of your time. You've spent your time today listening to Jared Nine and Coach Moore talk about our Wolves, uh, so you've definitely given of your time, and we're greatly appreciative of our listeners and fans of West Georgia Athletics. Hopefully you're a benefactor of the program, and we are grateful for every penny that is given to our Wolves. If you're not and would like to be a part of the amazing things that happen here in Carrollton, there are plenty of opportunities for you to give to athletics through the University Development Office. Join us next week for another episode of What the How. We hope to have head women's basketball coach Scott Groninger on the show on Monday, and we'll get a look into women's basketball. In the meantime, head to uwgsports.com. Check out those schedules in their entirety. You can even add those to your phone calendar straight from the website. So just a little life hack for you there. Nice. Uh, you can follow us on social media. Uh, UW, uh, well, follow us online at uwgsports.com. Social media is Facebook is West Georgia Wolves. Twitter is at, is at UWG Athletics. And Instagram is at UWG Sports. And for men's basketball. At UWG underscore MBB. That's at, on Twitter. On Twitter, yes. On Twitter. On Twitter. So – uh, thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week, and 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 we'll be we we have a shorter turnaround this time. That's right. This is a half of an episode. I love it. That's correct. I'm Jared Bogus. I just work here. Matt Cook, your assistant athletic director for Awesome. Dave Moore, head men's basketball coach. You're listening to the greatest West Georgia Wolves podcast ever produced. What the hell?